time to crack open one of these bad oh, Hey, maybe get some more sleep. What What are you cracking open, dude? A fucking Zoa. A Zoa? You said that kind of weird. That's how you say it. That's how you say it. How do you say it? Zoa. No, no. That's actually that's racist. incorrect and racist that you said it that way. So, yeah. so it's spelled Z-O-A and me saying Zoa is incorrect. Wrong. Incorrect. Okay. It's Zoa. Okay, here. You have to me... say it, you know, like a Samoan would. Okay, let me try. Let me try. Zoa. Wow. That was even worse, actually. That was was that it? Whiter than before. Yeah. What, what did I do wrong? You sound like Walter Cronkite. Who's Walter Cronkite? Exactly. Time to break open one of these bad boys. Zoa sponsor. It's GoMax Plus time, dude. GMP Zoa GoMax Plus time. Fuck it, let's get. Oh. oh. Can I have three quarters of that? Yeah. No, dude. ASMR. You're gonna drink the whole thing on the show, right? I mean, like right now. If right? you can drink that whole thing without burping right now, we'll give you five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. If Try. you can drink the whole thing without burping and go. It's cold. Yes, and, dude. That was one sip. Yeah, I'll give you $2. (laughs) Every fucking week, new movies get released. How does anyone ever see these? There are too many movies. I hit the snare so effortlessly. Here's and easily. the thing: Woo! you never even try. Hit it again. I'll hit the fucking snare. Okay. Nope, you were off. I, I wasn't. I was on that time. Not my tempo. Hit you it were off. It's so easy. You were late. What do you? I was not. You were late. Run it back. Were not you my rushing tempo. or were you dragging? Not my tempo. That was right. See, it only took you five times. Thi- oh, I only see took this, you five times. The psychological to do one game, right? The psychological mm. game you're playing, like J.K. Simmons in Whiplash, is to say I'm doing it wrong, even though I hit it right every single time. Mm, no, you were wrong. I know it. And so was Miles Teller in Whiplash. He he had to get better. Okay. So that's the be better. All As right. a film school person, I'm surprised that you didn't get that aspect of Whiplash. Let's hit it one more time. I hit it. The last two times were right. I will give you that. Welcome to There Are Too Many Movies. Barely. Go Max Plus GMP, baby. Go Max Plus, baby. You hit that on X? Okay. Let's go, baby. GMP. GMP. No. Um, for the folks at home, I don't know, you're of blood rally, so you know what's up. <laughs> this is the Discord fucking Patreon bonus exclusive five head episode. If you're listening, you're better than others. That's a fact. You, you can donated. spray paint that wherever you want. You can kill whoever you want. Whoa. It's part of, it's fine. That's not fine. We can be full on Joe Rogan on this episode. Sure. Full, yeah, we're not. This episode's not on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> cool guy shit only. We should put on shades. Yeah. Anyways, we for this uh, episode. Uh, of, are you good? Sorry, I thought I'd give the listeners something interesting to listen to. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> go, <laughs> go Max Plus. <laughs> laughing at your own joke. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 Me. <laughs> Wasn't that funny what I just did? 
Go Max Plus. Uh, we did Good Time. Uh, the oh, Safety, shit. The Safety yeah. Brothers anxiety-stricken movie. And, and we fucking threw you fuckers for a loop. We said we wouldn't do it until the Safety Brothers made a different movie, a new movie, and uh, then we would do this episode. But lo and behold. But we lied to you. We fucking fucking gave you one of the a curveball, right? Sure, that's a breaking ball. <laughs> they like have no idea what we're talking about. They're like, sure, okay. okay. So you promised a what thing? a curveball. Don't remember anything. I think I only care about the surprise <laughs> of <laughs> revealing the episode. Yeah, it's showbiz, baby. It's showbiz, baby. We gotta gotta have a gotta leave them wanting more. I'm the yeah. Joker, baby. I'm the yeah. Joker, baby. Uh, so this week on uh, th- this month, uh, our bonus episode is on Good Time, the Safety Brother of Uncut Gems fame. Um, from Alara Pictures, from a, from Alara Pictures gang. I'm a big fan, as you can tell by my hat. Yep. Uh, Chris actually isn't wearing a hat that has. Do you want to do this game? What do you mean? Well, you're not this wearing game? a hat though. You're I, not. You're not wearing the Alara Pictures hat. Uh, do you have one even? Do we have? Yeah. One? Yeah. You know what? I've got that and an A24 hat. What the fuck do you have? I have A24 socks on, bitch. Right now? Yeah. Let's see him, bitch. My jeans are too. Hey, my oh, jeans are too. Oh, long. your jeans are too tight. <laughs> yeah. I can't get through socks. Can't do it. These are pretty baggy jeans, man. Mm. They're too tight. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking Still tight. liar, dude. Damn. I'm also wearing a 24 socks. I feel like I should mention. Ah, uh, no one cares. Oh, okay. Well, let's see them then. It's like fuck you. I'm too no one tired. Cares. You're too tired. It's I can't even those reach bo- those boots. It's are like high. the table. I can't even reach that. The How tiredest are you? you've ever been. I'm just like the tiredest I've been, <laughs> dude. Whatever. We all, all right. Anyways, I like H twenty four more than you. Is the point? The point and I love the Laura pictures and the Safty brothers more, more than Chris. More mm-hmm. than Chris, certainly. Yeah. Do I need to go get my hat? Do you even like do anything? I to, do I like anything? Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you seen Arrival? <laughs> I own Arrival for the record, and you don't. Uh, we established that I also own Arrival. On what format? Steelbook 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. Whatever. He doesn't even have a 4K player. That's how much he cares. You don't even. You don't own any Blu-rays. I own an HD DVD player from 2008. You have a Laserdisc. <laughs> I wish HD DVD player. Remember those fucking stupid things? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's better than Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only. You know what? Whatever's supposed to be the better thing is the technology that's gonna die. Absolutely, every that's time. True. That's true. It, they endorsed Sony endorsed Blu-ray, and that's the re- reason why. You know what was big brain? What the discs, the DVD discs, the fucking flippity floppity dude, full screen, <laughs> wide screen, wide screen. <laughs> that's when you go from three head to five head. You know what I'm saying? You know what was incredibly three head of me? What I preferred the the full screen version on all those way back. In the well, day. that's four three. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, not three head at all. It's we're facts. saying three head is widescreen. Oh, you want to see more of the picture? You need things what are to you be dumb. You oh, you you want to see everything the director of photography intended you to see? Photography director. Oh, my bad. That is silly. <laughs> True five heads can interpret the rest of the frame. What That's, are you, a type of goofy, silly, wacky fuckhead? <laughs> or are you a film school person? Exactly. Facts. Turn it over, full screen, baby. Let's full go. Screen, four, Turn Let's around. Go. Full Turn screen, around. four, three. Full screen, four, three. For me. For me. Uh, Good time. 
Good time. Uh, there's no watch list for this episode. We've been watching stuff and whatever. Listen to other episodes for that. Um, we're going to get right into Good, Good Time, time. the Guys. Sadfree Brothers movie. Sadfree Brothers, man. Dude. This is my first Sadfree Brothers film. That you saw? Yeah. I think this is their breakout. This, this is the big one. Yeah, because I... How many others do they have mm, other than... They had one more before this. It's more of an... I, I mean, they're all very independent from the looks of it. But uh, they had one more that was about crack addicts that they filmed crack addicts. <laughs> like, cool. I need to see that. It's called Heaven Knows What. And I'm surprised as someone that loves... Soft White Underbelly. Soft White Underbelly, you haven't seen a movie about crack addicts. Dude, yeah. beats me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet next week on your watch list we will have Heaven Knows What. I'm, I'd be down for that. I would love to watch. Well, I wouldn't love to watch it, but I would I'd watch be it. Intrigued. I yeah. Love watching things about crack and child okay. abductions. Yeah, I'm because I'm so far for removed. I, w- I mean, like people have claimed that I'm a functioning crack addict, which is false. Who has claimed that? A high functioning crack addict. Correct. I mean, a few people. Okay. Anyone people can claim it. anything. I guess. You so, could argue it. It's arguable. Chris eats children. That's all right. that, you could argue it. That's not arguable. We've what do you mean? Seen it because it's actually a truth. How do you think I get this fucking beautiful skin? What do you think semen is? Right. Pre kids. <laughs> semen is just like really, really little kids. <laughs> that, it's, it's a great that's moisturizer. The highest form of pedophilia. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Okay. Soft. That's how the soft Fine. white underbelly got its name. Anyways. That was uh, gross. The heaven, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so heaven knows what was their first like big independent movie that was at like South by So What or something. South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah, South by Southwest. <laughs> Confused the Dallas Festival for the actual one. <laughs> the shitty Warp Tool ripoff. Yeah. Um. Well, get this, dude. Robert Pattinson saw a still from Heaven Knows What and immediately emailed the Safety brothers. Yeah, that's a fascinating story, actually. That's how... He just saw a frame and was like, Damn. I want to work with these guys. Sent, he sent Safety brothers an email and was like, actually, no, I haven't seen the movie. And was just like, okay, well, you're a fucking lunatic, but we'll meet, we'll meet you with you. The Cedric Diggory of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire fame. What? That's who he played in Harry Potter 4. Robert Pattinson? Yes. Did he email J.K. Rowling and was like, I love this book. Can I be in it? And she was like, yes. And also, Dumbledore is gay. And that's when that happened. She said that? I mean, after the books came out and whatnot, when she was on Twitter and stuff. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Can we talk about, really quickly, the Sadfi brother? Like, we've talked about their style a lot, where it's like just anxiety-inducing and yes. just fucking high-octane thriller <clears throat> fucking... You're not going to be off of the edge of your seat. It's tight butthole in the movie. Exactly. But uh, it feels in many ways like a documentary. That's how they film. Yeah. They all feel very real. Their style is guerrilla style. Yes. No permits. Fucking L- real quite, people. Quite literally. They'll get a permit for one section and then film over three or four blocks of that section. Awesome. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, you know, we got one permit, you Dude, know, you know what we can just be like, whoops, sorry. We didn't know we... their motto for filmmaking is ask for forgiveness, not permission. They seem like the modern day reincarnation of like that 1970s era of filmmaking yeah. where it's just like that 
like where directors were seen as sort of like rock stars. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's like they thought they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and even even like the film grain that they have in all their. Oh, it's all know. shot on film. Yeah. It's yeah. legit film grain. This is 35. Yep. This is shot on 35. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking hell yeah, dude. And another part of what makes it so fucking gritty <clears throat> Be, uh, Benny Sadfi, who plays the brother in this. Uh, he does sound. He runs the fucking boom mic the entire wow. time. Wow. He's also an editor. Also an editor. Fuck yeah. That's fucking amazing, dude. It's fucking sick. Like, this is touched in every way by the, the Safety brothers. They're just like film school persons through and through. Yeah. Well film said. school people. You know what I mean? The film school bros. Facts. Film bros. Alara, sponsor the podcast. Ooh. That'd be sick, dude. They're like, fuck I, these losers. Yeah. I feel like they would like us, though. Nah. I mean, <laughs> can't remember the last time I said that sentence. Me, as, I think they'd like <laughs> us. It, me, an empath, right. thinks they would like us. Me, an empath, sensing my pregnant wife is in pain. <laughs> um, but okay, so their style is very documentary. It's very guerrilla. It's fucking like in your face, and all the shots are fucking close up and and like almost out of focus at times. But then you pull it right back in, dude. All their movies are mostly out of focus. Yeah. It fucking bugs me. But it's great, though. Yes, it it's is. It's fucking great. It's perfect for the context. Yeah. You know what it is, though, dude? You know what's the real <clears throat> fucking mood setter here? Music. Facts. That weird fucking synth that doesn't belong but belongs perfectly. Yeah. Yep. yep. Makes, like, what Just is going on? Just a dreary on? fucking gritty fucking vibe god dude fucking vapor wave shit just fucking dream wave synthy just taking a page out of michael mann's thief bro really yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, I can't recommend that film enough and the fact that okay so just to go on a little tangent here michael mann's thief really fucking well uh uh researched and all of these things and Michael Mann's initial idea could because it takes place in Chicago was to have Chicago blues over the whole fucking thing, which would have completely changed the fucking vibe of the film until he got to the editing stage where he's like, actually let's have a fucking French new wave band compose the entire fucking film without a single instrument. I just want computers on this fucking thing. Synthesizers and yep. Tangerine, Tangerine Dream. Oh shit! Does they did GTA too? They do all by city. Yeah, they do all of the movie Thief. Fuck yeah! The first fifteen minutes, I think, of Thief, there is not a single word spoken, just music, dude. Damn, I need to see that movie. It's hard as shit. Chris. You haven't seen <laughs> you haven't seen Thief? Oh, have you seen Thief? Yeah, I've seen it like. Pretend, a lot. Pretending to see Thief. No, I saw Thief. It's about a thief. It's so, so fucking I'll prove hard. it. Well, what's the one line from the movie Thief, you fucking asshole? We gotta get the magic lamp back to the Chamber of Secrets. That doesn't sound like Thief. That that's, is an entirely different film. That's a different movie. It's like a mix of Aladdin and Harry Potter. I don't think that's what it's Michael Mann's thief. thief is about. That's a different type of thief mm. you're thinking of. Well, Aladdin, Aladdin is a he's a street rat. According to Jafar. Yeah, true, but you clearly haven't seen the... Also, I saw Aladdin, though, which is basically that. Not shouts to live-action Jafar. Not cinema. Ben Kingsley? What? Didn't Ben Kingsley play Jafar? I mean, in the live-action, I said. Yeah. Nope. I mean, directed by Guy Ritchie. The fuck? What What a dumb piece of shit movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. That movie sucked ass out of my butt. 
really fucking bad. Will <laughs> Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the other ass that was in my ass, that's out now. <laughs> Will Smith is the genie, dude. Thanks to Disney's Aladdin. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That the, the movie sucked. Yeah, it was bad. Thief, though. Yeah. Mm, James Caan learned how to break into a fucking safe for that movie. Just the biggest man. For the movie, he says. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just for the movie, Mr. <laughs> FBI man. Yeah. Dude. Hard recommend. I need but to see it. The vibe of Thief definitely matches the vibe of this film okay. uh, of Good Time, and, and especially with the music. And the Safety Brothers just have that fucking vibe. They just get it, dude. Just a dude. cool, just cool as shit, dude. Like, what else can you <laughs> yeah. say, dude? It's tough. Shit's it, cool. It's wearing it's, sunglasses is night cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's odd that their movies are like like Uncut Gems is about a a diamond dealer. In New York, in the brutalist culture, and it's like got synthy fucking weird dreamscape vibes. Yeah. Same thing here is Good Time is about a guy trying to get his mentally challenged brother out of a ho- hospital slash jail. Yeah, jail. Uh, and like, and it's synthy dreamwave, and it's like, why does this fit? Why does this fit? Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Why does this somehow set the vibe so perfectly? It's like it's this weird. Like, it's a filmmaker with a vision, dude. In this case, too, they really are. But can I? One thing <clears throat> I know, I really want to see heaven knows what. But the two uncut gems and good time are like they're simple movies about people. Well, I wouldn't say they're simple movies. They're complicated clusterfuck anxiety messes yeah but they always are a person going through basic life but they seem like they have a higher purpose like the person in the movie like uh good in good time for example he he even has a line robert patton where he's feeding that bullshit to that girl yeah and he goes i think i have a higher purpose and i think you're part of it something's going on here and that's where you're like they he is chasing something bigger than what's going on here where it's like this feels like a spiritual journey somehow. Yeah. For some reason, but it's just a guy fucking over everyone in his path for the most selfish narcissistic motives. I, th- I ever. think it's just delusions of grandeur. Like he himself is a piece of shit person. Yeah. And he but sees you're rooting those... for him the entire fucking movie somehow. I'm only rooting for him by proxy of I hope his mentally challenged brother gets to be okay. Right. Honestly, this is the saddest fucking movie ever, dude. Yeah. Like I was like Uncut Gems, I was fucked up for a few days. Like when I watched this, I was like, I, I do not feel well. Like mm. this is like the saddest fucking. Like it opens on him in therapy. The opening scene dude, of this Benny movie, Sad V, absolutely fucking knocks it out of the park, dude. dude he is so good. He's so fucking good. And I had no idea when I first watched Good Time. I was like, I thought this person was mentally. Ch- I thought they yeah. casted a person that right. was mentally nope. challenged, and yeah. I was like. I was like, well, that's good for them that they like this. Like, it was so convincing. Yeah, and it was so raw and real. And then to learn he he's not only an actor, he's the half of the director duo. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing, dude. And like everything about this movie is so authentic. Like even the the therapist lawyer, whoever that is at the be- the beginning, who's like talking to to Benny Sadfi, that is a real fucking lawyer. Believe yeah. the shit out of that. He's it's, so convincing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see that in all their movies. They street cast everybody. Yeah. Instead and of going to like... There are supposed to be movie stars mm. in this film. Like Eric Roberts, for instance, was supposed to be the bail bondsman. 
Eric Roberts. They 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 shot Eric Roberts uh, of fucking Mr. Brightside fame. He was in that music video. Hmm. Eric Roberts. He's also the uh, Falcon. Yeah, he's in. He's uh, Maroney in the Dark Knight. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled up Julia her. Roberts, his brother. He's picked up, um, up a terrible headshot of Eric Roberts. Fucking, he looks like Gary Busey there. But he was supposed to be the bail bondsman, and they shot it and everything, and they were like, "Yeah, th- this is missing something." For whatever reason, they had to do research, and he wasn't available, so they just used the bail bondsman whose store they were in. That's so fucking awesome. And his wife. And his wife. They were like, yeah, can you just do it? And he's like, okay. But doesn't doesn't the actor's interaction with real people come across so obvious in all the movies in the best way? Not in a bad way. Like It's like when they're interacting, you're like, that's not an actor. And it just right. plays it feels into more the real organic, yeah. Dude, it in Uncut Gems, it's even more. Dude. Because it's like, it's Adam Sandler. We all know and love Adam yes. Sandler. But him speaking to everybody around him in that movie, it's surreal almost. Because it's like, holy fucking shit. And it helps you hold his character specifically to this sort of higher standard yes. like he holds himself to. Exactly. Dude, like, the, the <clears> fact, <throat> like, it just speaks to Adam Sandler and how he was so fucking robbed of an Oscar for Dude. that movie, by the way. That big time. That was, like, it's fucking offensive that he was not nominated for an Oscar. They'll for never that. give an Oscar to Sandman. It's just because of his roster of movies, but... It's the fact that he fucking disappears in Uncut Gems. Yeah, dude. It is phenomenal, dude. It is, it is dude, my for one only. line for fucking, yes. Like, yeah. just for that, Oscar. Yeah. Done. Or when he's, like, trying to convince his wife to come back. You expect me to believe you. expect me to believe you. Yes. 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 Yeah. Shit! Yeah. Or just, like, when he's just, like, say yes. Like, yeah. like he never shuts the fuck up. Right. He never lets anyone get a word in. He, every, he's just filibustering everybody. Filibu- so, yeah. Like, the more he inputs, the less you can output. Exactly. Is, is that whole movie. Ugh. And, it's and like, that drives up your anxiety even further while you're watching it. Yeah. Where it's like mm. everyone's wrong. Like he's, <clears throat> dude, like just scamming and scheming. But let's, this isn't about uncut gems. This is about good times. So let's get back to that. But, but like, Robert Pattinson, dude. Dude, fucking holy fucking incredible. Shit. Like he has like a beautiful mind for being a complete fuck up. You know? Like he's that classic example of a guy that could be useful in society but just but and he even thinks of himself on on a higher plane yeah like the guy that he accidentally takes out of the hospital who's a piece of shit also he (sighs) thinks of himself as better than that guy Mm -hmm. it's like they're the same person yeah but he's like i'm better than you and like even they have that argument where he's like no one's better than anybody like what the fuck are you talking about yeah he's like well you're a piece of shit you've been drunk just drunk yeah yeah and he's like dude of all of the things that Robert Pattinson's done, being drunk is the least of his fucking concerns. Right. Yeah, right. He makes well, he out thinks- with a fucking 16-year-old, yeah. dude. Oh, dude. Just to, to keep her from seeing his mugshot dude, on TV. Uh, they're that- like, manhunt underway. He's, He's like, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Did we see this in the, in the theater together? I'm pretty sure we did, right? I feel like we did. When that happened, dude, like my jaw dropped on the fucking floor. You just coil up. You're like, no, yeah, yeah like just like, what the fuck is happening it's, right now? It's a nonstop series of events that you're just like, no, yeah, like the whole movie, yeah. And it's like, it's it's almost sadistic that the Safety Brothers want to take you on that role. Yeah, it's like on that it, ride where it's like, here, come along, have fun, watch. This man make a s- series of incredibly poor decisions for two hours. Yeah. And they're just like, isn't this fucking crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, they're any, so fascinating. Any one bad decision could be its own movie, and they just keep compounding the bad ideas. Yeah. yeah. The scene where they're first in the bail bondsman's place, and like that to me is like the epitome of the anxiety in this movie is yeah. whenever like he's trying to get everything worked out with 
the the woman that he's manipulating, Jennifer Jason Lee, and <laughs> who's he, amazing. Who's, yeah, and she's like, "Mom, are you blah blah blah?" And like she's screaming at her mom, and then the bail bondsman goes. It's declined, and then like like so many all things that, happen and all in a calling, row. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. It's, like like you're watching that, and it's impossible not to be like. Ugh. Yeah, she's calling. Why is the card denied? He's ca- like there was like five layers of yeah. like that's like masterful filmmaking, like to set the tone of that movie with all of those things happening at once. Because it's like any director, you like who thinks to do that? You Dude, know, uh, it's that's fucking masterful. That's their first big movie, and like they throw that scene at you in the first 10 fucking minutes of the movie dude it's even the the, the robbery scene where it's like they're, they're not fucking like get you know money in the fucking bag right Hollywood. now it's notes yeah. yeah it's silent it's a silent robbery it's kind of funny yeah considering the masks and like the way like he's like how, how obviously fake they are and whatnot like, he didn't even bring a pen because he was like right i didn't expect this to be a back and forth so, yeah. so he was like pen you know yeah like, give me a pen and then passing that and then the fact that she goes off a camera like into a back room and it's just like wait wait uh, oh, what's, what's going on are we yeah. just gonna stay here and get arrested yeah like yeah just the tension of all of that it's dude, what a movie and like like everything was even the micro anxiety moments of like that for example you don't know if she's going to the back to call the cops or hit a secret buzzer or whatever like but is she gonna come back you yeah. know what i mean like yeah and she does and you're like okay okay but even those like small victories aren't enough to untighten your butthole no you know what i mean and even in the in the car when the bag starts beeping you're like no you hear that one beep and you're like no 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 <laughs> yeah. fuck and then the entire car is engulfed in that fucking that ink or whatever yeah. oh my god dude. like it's it's one thing to so visually interesting yeah for them to be covered in that that pink shit, like running down the the street, and yeah, like scarlet lettered, yeah, he's yeah. just like it, it's so fucked up for him. Like, there's so many posters of this movie of yeah. Robert Pattinson covered in the red, and yeah. you're just like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's in some shit, you know. So visually, and then the people in the subway are like, "Sir, come the fuck on!" Yeah, and he's like, "My brother's mentally handicapped." Blah blah blah. Yeah, like, oh, you're already. Oh my god, like, the banging on the door dude. as he's like trying to get him changed. It and just, everything. It's unrelentless. It's just unrelentless. Yeah. Dude. Fucking shit. It's like literally like 90 miles an hour the entire film. Yeah. Like all not- gas, no fucking brakes. You're only rooting for these terrible people because you want to unclench no your else. ass. There's <laughs> yeah. no one else, but you want to unclench your ass. Yeah. You're just like, please let this come to let let this gamble win. Yeah. Because I need to chill out. Right. And even when things like get calm for a second, you're like you're on edge because you're like, okay, when's the next insane thing gonna happen? Because you know it is because that's yeah. what the whole movie's been. Yeah. Uh another thing, dude, the uh, Robert Pattinson actually studied this uh, Brooklyn accent for months, dude. Like he would, fi- like so he took sections of sections of the script and recorded people from different boroughs and had them read it out loud. And mm-hmm. he would study those at night. That's fucking he, awesome. Like went to bed, like just studied that accent to death, dude, and stayed in character the whole fucking time. <clears throat> nice, because they would often be shooting like out of nowhere it's like oh yeah time to go to this location let's start shooting this now and even the actors he was like playing off of were improvised fuck yeah he's like only robert pattinson and the directors know what's going on like what needs to happen in the script what needs to be said and like just letting the other players just bounce off of him even the guy that the guy that he picked up uh out of the hospital that guy was actually freshly out of prison are you serious and, and his story was based on that guy's real story 
That that whole thing was based on that guy's that real story. That is insane. Story. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. That guy's in <clears throat> Heaven Knows, or whatever that movie is. Correct. What's it called? Heaven Knows What. Heaven Knows What. I think that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, there, I want, uh, Go ahead. I, I wanted to talk about, like, not only is this the ride, the crazy ride that it is of, of a criminal trying to just save his brother. There's that aspect of it. But it's it's not just criminals trying to get away. They had to throw in the mentally challenged brother who is re- put in jail yeah. against his will. He has no idea what's even going on. Right. He's been really, manipulated by the main character. Which is, like, it's so fucking deplorable. He breaks his mentally challenged brother out of therapy, by the way, mm-hmm. yeah. to go rob a bank. And then his brother gets arrested and the rest of the movie is him trying to get him out. But you watch the opening of the movie, the intro titles are him getting arrested, put in jail, maced in jail, beat up in jail. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It's so fucking sad. I was like, there's something about, whether it be animal cruelty or um, something like this, where it's like when the character doesn't understand why something is happening, it makes it way fucking sadder. Yes. And it made, it was so fucking disturbing. Yeah. But, you know, it's even the, the prison fight, particularly where he's yes. like, you know, he's like, "Don't change that channel, dude." And he's like, "Oh, I want to watch." He a didn't show. understand, and it's so fucking sad, man. And they just, you know, he got the fuck beat out of him, yeah. And it's like, it's so fucked up. And in that way, Benny Sadfi is a fucking monster for playing that dude. Yeah, he, he, he was fucking, perfect. He, he fucking committed. To like that that's role. so believable. I'm talking to my grandma. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's so fucking sad, which made the ending perfect for me even though it was like it, it's a sad ending and the happy ending at the same it's time it's the happy ending yeah. it's the it's the ending that needed to happen for yeah sure. and i mean i we're obviously going to spoil everything for this but like i mean connie going to jail and getting that wrecking ball coming to a close getting behind bars is the only thing that would stop him yeah and yeah and um yeah it, like the that ending song and the ending of him ending up back in the the brother, the challenged brother ending up back in therapy and like in a class safe from his fucking terrible brother. Yeah. yeah. Was Finally the, was the only thing that like was both sad. It's like you get relief, but like you watch it. It's also tragic because he really did love his brother. Yeah. And it's fucking sad. And the statement, like the game they're playing is cross the room when you hear something you agree with. And the thing that finally makes him cross the room is have you ever been like tricked by a family member or something like that? Really? You know, if, have you ever had a disagreement with a family disagreement member? Disagreement with a family member. And that's the what makes the him one cross the that, room. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like poignant because like he's sitting there like in the beginning. Why am I here? Where am I? Like in the beginning when he doesn't really understand the question and he's sitting in silence and he's crying. Yeah. Mm. Right off the first five minutes of the movie, I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I, this is, I, I, I don't like this. It's, I feel bad for him. I, I. How many times do you think you've watched this movie? Twice. This is the second time? Yep. Wow. Dude. These movies are hard to watch. They are. They are. I mean, Uncut Gems, same thing. I've only seen it twice. I saw it once in theaters and... I don't know why. You did a rewatch. I did. Yeah, I remember Tighten the muscles in my back and fucking... <laughs> Alex, what about you? This was my second time for Good Time. Still only seen on Cut Gyms once. This is my third Good Time watch through. It's fucking... Showed it to Carly. Uh, yeah. Has she it, seen it? She. That was her first time seeing it. It was the Thoughts? second time that I saw it. So- Thoughts? Not just now. I mean, oh, it was sorry. years ago. But I mean, yeah, she thought it was, it was good. Okay. Uh, but like how... I don't know. Do you want to get to wrong people now? Should we yeah. just yeah? Let's should we just oh knock God. it out of the fucking? We way? obviously <clears throat> like this movie. Can we talk about what I think is actually the most fucked up part of the movie? Sure. 
when they knock out the security guard and dump acid, acid. Oh into his dude, mouth. And the music changing at that point. Dude. Like, it was haunting, dude. Just fucking... It was haunting, dude. Waking up in at your job on acid in a th- in a lit up theme park, getting arrested. Fuck, that dude, is gnarly. That's fucked up. But also, gotta say, anytime that guy shows up, that movie cinema, dude. He was wasn't he in Captain Phillips? He's in Captain Phillips. True. Cinema. True. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Cinema. Yeah. Good time. Fucking cinema is shit, dude. Yeah. This, facts. this guy is a fucking trademark for cinema for sure yeah he's amazing i forget to write his name down but um yeah dude before we get into wrong people sure um i wanted to well actually let's just see that let's see wrong people. all right let's let's check out some wrong people some people that did not like good time for whatever fucking reason people that want to have mental health <laughs> we after after like saying a lot of things that could easily be interpreted as a bad review we were like this is scary. yeah oh, yeah all these terrible things and all right, let's start off with um, May Abu Baki, who said, with movieswithmay.com, by the way. Okay. Movies yeah. with May. That's where I go for yeah. all my. Um, and May. Yeah. It tries far too hard to be rough around the edges, but it's rather devoid of emotion. Pattinson is good, but his performance never elevates the film. <sighs> Two out of five stars. Never elevates the film. The guy fucking disappears. Rather devoid of emotion, guys. Dude. Yeah, it kind of happens when you're playing a sociopath. Well, dude, <laughs> he he lived in a in, in a Brooklyn basement apartment the whole time they were shooting this movie. Ate nothing but tuna to lose weight, by the way, and never took the trash out. And by the way, I think this movie was an escape for him because with hair and makeup and all the things they did and the dress and his outfits and stuff, he wasn't recognized in New York once. Nice. And you could tell when the Sapties met him, they said there's some sort of weird PTSD with Robert Pattinson from Twilight where he walks around like he's always hiding and he's walking around like, like he ready. doesn't want to be noticed. Yeah. And they thought like... Because he's associated with such a non-cinema franchise. <laughs> basically, yeah. And well, you know, he lives in fame and all that, but like the burden. But like um, <laughs> the... To say that's he was also bullied. us too. Please don't come up. Yeah. To us. yeah don't talk to me ever. Uh, you guys are from too many movies. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. You're Josh from too many movies. Holy shit. You're like, you- oh, it's Alex from th- the movies. Yeah. I'm like, hey, please just give me my privacy. I'm mm-hmm. having dinner with my wife. Cameras flashing. Exactly. Cameras flashing. You can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere, dude. I got to wear sunglasses everywhere I go. And I can't wear a hat either because I'm always wearing a hat. And they're like, oh, it's Josh. I'm like, fuck. They recognize you in the hat. In mm-hmm. the hat. So you in can't my Laura hat. Yeah. They're like, there goes the film school person, Josh. Exactly. That's <sighs> so what a burden you carry. Wrong kind of people. a hero. But but anyways, to say this to Robert Pattinson was void of emotion. Like, he, he begged. They wrote this movie for him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He wow. begged them to be in a movie, their, their next project. And... His passion inspired them to write this movie. It's like he wanted to be in something so gritty and down to earth and real after Twilight, just to like distance himself as much as humanly possible. He's been doing that. He's indie boy. Ready for another wrong person? Mm. I guess. So fuck you, May. First wrong, uh, wrong, very wrong. <clears throat> Diane Carson with. KDHX in St. Louis. KDHX. St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, sir. Yeah. Where? So Diane says, 
Jerry Seinfeld joked that his show was about nothing. Well, now there's a film named Good Time that can keep it company. Nice, it's Seinfeld reference in fucking 2019 or whenever this came out. <laughs> yeah, when I think of when I think of Seinfeld, I definitely can compare it to the anxiety thriller Good Time by the Sapphire. Imagine Jerry I feel like Seinfeld. Seinfeld would appreciate this. Yeah, imagine like, Jerry Seinfeld as Connie in Good Time. You know, <sighs> I just shut up, Grandma. I'm trying to get our brother out. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, what I here's what I love about the Safety Brothers movies, though they are about nothing in a, in a way. It's like, is there a beginning, middle, and end? No. There's just the movie in their tragic ending most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's not a goal. It's just chaos. And because of that. It puts you on edge. It's a different journey. It's not a structured hero's journey. It's not whatever. It's about nothing. It's real. It's raw. It's greedy. It's chaotic. So, so that's why so and so from Katie, who gives a fuck, Diane Carson. Oh, sorry, is that what not what I said? Shouts Diane Carson. No, you didn't say that. You said oh, who sorry. gives a fuck. Oh, my bad. Mm. But who gives a fuck? So, all right. Next wrong person, Chris Knight. <laughs> Chris, yeah. Chris Knight with the National Post. That's all it says. National Post. National, National Post. Sounds like a fake website. Yeah. Whatever that is. Sounds like a, one the of those. Newspaper.org. <laughs> it's a website called yeah. The Newspaper. There's a world of difference between a movie that makes you want to rave about it and one that makes you feel like you're watching it from inside a rave. That huh? is the worst <laughs> wordplay I have ever heard. Why did... <laughs> Then I went to Texas public schools. There's a world of difference between a movie that makes you want to rave about it and one that feels like you're watching it from inside a rave. So is the metaphor that he didn't hear it? Too colorful, I guess. I hate when movies have color. 1.5 out of five stars. Oh my God. One and a half out of five stars. (sighs) You know, you're entitled to your opinions, even if they're stupid and make you a worthless human being for it. (laughs) And the last one, Armand White from National Review. That's it. Another uh, national. Yeah, national and white don't really go that well together. <laughs> <laughs> national Review. Uh, the cinematic abomination good time is an unapologetic docu-comedy of low-life cultural autism. Instead of a genre parody, it is hipster hipster neorealism. How many fucking... What the fuck? Did he just... Re- did he write that with a thesaurus? Here's what he did. He hung a thesaurus on the wall and went... Ah, Blindfold throwing darts at a thesaurus. He sounds like a movie reviewer from the next GTA game radio. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds like a, a parody of a movie critic. Where they try and write him as insufferable as possible. Yes. Where they try and go, oh, I'm going to use as many 10 cent words as I can possibly Dude, Google. Fucking Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck that, get- guy. fuck that guy the hardest out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> One more time, a cinematic abomination. Okay. Unapologetic docu-comedy, low-life, cultural autism. Hey, run on sentence. <laughs> instead, of a, <laughs> instead of a genre parody, it is a hipster neo-realism. What the fuck are those words even? Was that last word even a noun? Hipster. Is that a proper sentence? <clears throat> it is hipster neo- 
neo-realism. hipster neorealism, dude. And that's obvious as a film school person, right? <sighs> Thank you, wrong person. Cultural Mad. autism. Armand. The fuck is what cultural even, yeah. autism? What, what do you mean? <laughs> There's no... I want to comment on that review and just go, hey, man, what do you mean by all of this? Hey, <laughs> explain anything. Hey, hey, break this down for me word for word what you meant. He's um, like, you're too stupid. I don't have what's to the do first, that. What's the first clusterfuck of a... Two words he put together. Uh, again? Cultural abomination. There's a world. Of, oh wait, sorry. Uh, the cinematic abomination. Okay, that one's okay. I understand. If you that hate one. the movie, I understand. Yes, that go on. Then, the next one. Then unapologetic docu comedy. No, That's just not, him trying to roast it. I guess. I guess it is a. It does have the docu feel because it does feel real. Sure. But comedy. Low life cultural autism. You know all those Low comedies life. about mentally retarded men getting taken advantage of. Yeah. You know all those those cultural neo hyper hipster neo realistic. <laughs> can't even say it. My brain's dead. Yeah. You know all those hipster neo realistic movies about when you get abducted out of therapy and you're mentally when challenged. You, when and you, you, rock, you, you know, you, you ever have a dream when you did, did, did he just see SLC Punk and confuse <laughs> that for this movie? Like, what the fuck? That uh, does sound more like a. Per, yeah. Like a description of that. Anyways, that's dog shit. Yep. Shouts to Armin White. Come on the show. Are we done? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That was the most insufferable review I've ever heard. <laughs> I hate this segment. It's great. <laughs> it just raises my blood pressure. They're just wrong people, though. This guy writes for National Review. <laughs> what hey, the so, fuck is that? Someone paid him for that. Yeah. That's crazy. National Review. Armin White. Um, <laughs> Let me say this. Anytime you have night driving, it is automatically cinema, dude. Even the night driving is like the anxieties pumped up to 11 because of how tight they are on the car. Dude, the, the, the tight helicopter. And then, and then the helicopter backs or they, they, they zoom out and then it's just a car in the fucking sea of streets and buildings and fuck, it's so, beautiful, man. Doesn't it, doesn't it like make it feel... It's so hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. Hipster neobrilism, actually. <laughs> it's when it zooms out, it seems like he's just a speck in like this chaos. So totally. he's trying to. It's happening all like, at once. It's all this other chaos. Mm-hmm. It makes it even more anxiety inducing because, like, okay, we're following one person, and then you zoom out to reveal 50, 100 cars on the on the highway, and you're like, all those people are all doing their it's own It's just one thing. virus in a circulatory system. Yeah, it's what like, it is. Yeah. yeah, like, it made it feel sm- small and big at the same time when it does those weird shots where it's like, because most of the fucking movie stays right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking close, sweaty, you can see every pore. Right. It's all grainy and fucking just... Dirty and yeah. just gritty and, yeah, and then, all that. And then... It, that, like, it does a helicopter shot, and you're just like, oh, my God. Benny Sadvi ran the camera for that. Nice. That's sick. Ran the camera for the helicopter shot. I love the, how long it held on it, too. There was yeah. a, It was a night driving sequence. Yep. It wasn't like Just a, vibey music yep. and night driving. That is unreal. cinema to me, dude. Fucking unreal. You put that in a movie, I'm there, bro. Hey, Robert Pattinson's hair started falling out in chunks because they had to dye it black and blonde and black and blonde. And they were switching the schedule up so much. Jesus. It started to fall out in chunks. At the end of the movie shooting, he buzzed it, and then that was the mugshot you saw on the, on the TV. Nice. The Safties hired real cops for the mall chase scene, by the way. Oh, wow. They had permits to shoot, and they were like, hey, do you want to shut down the mall? And they were like, nah. <laughs> Just this run is- through the mall, and 
the crazy thing is all those reactions. Those are so, people actually shopping. Those are people reacting to seeing a chase. And some people try to stop the cops. Shout out to those people. Damn. <laughs> so like that's fucking Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <clears throat> um, dude, this film feels like a. It's an. It's. It looks independent, but like the biggest blockbuster of an independent film. Totally. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like just a quality independent film yeah. where it's like this. They feel like it looks like they had a hundred million dollars. Yeah. One thing that they said too is that even when they get twenty million dollars to make a movie, they make it like they have forty bucks in their pocket, yeah. and that's awesome. so fucking sick. Because yeah. like like shooting without permission, cutting every corner they can. They said, okay, the cinematographer has been on record saying they make production the hardest they possibly can, and it shows. It's an energy that transfers to the screen. That's fucking awesome. Where it's just like, oh, like you put everyone through hell, but it's like that's. The, the product fun, you're creating, the messy yeah. product you're making. If everyone's going through the same emotions that the characters are going through. God, it's, it speaks volumes. And the set, in, oh man, the set is probably hellish. Oh yeah, for all these movies. Sure. Um, dude, did you see the uh, Josh Sadvi quote? <clears throat> so Josh Sadvi was the one that ran the camera the entire time and like was mainly directing the the mm-hmm. actors. Uh, but like just about film and like just his his. This is the framework of like how their movies are shot. And how they're interpreted, and like we when we see this as like a like documentary style filmmaking that's like really fucking uh, just micro. Yeah. Um, nice. His quote is: "Movies are against nature. It's the most perverted art form. It's trying to replicate life. Like that's fucking hard as shit, dude. It makes fucking sense, man. It's deep as fuck. And it also speaks to like uh, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, who we're like huge fans of. Totally, he calls like he calls himself <clears throat> the pornographer of porn uh, of, of porn <laughs> of film because it it is like a voyeuristic art form. Yeah, you're pretending you're everyone's not staring straight at someone trying to do a specific thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that man, and I think that kind of speaks to like their language and like I don't know where that comes from. Like I, I don't know where all of their influences stem from. Part of me feels like Michael Mann is a huge fucking. Uh, reason for that because of the way fucking heat was shot where they're using like these telephoto lenses and everything mm. is super fucking tight even though they're shooting from far away yeah um and like even thief too like dude if you watch those back to back and w- which i um i did sort of uh thief and good time it's like how is this not influenced by one of them you know yeah, what i mean yeah like well they are serious fucking cinephiles have yeah. you seen how, like, they are into all the fucking, they know every subgenre and category and criterion yeah. and fucking French New Wave. Doesn't this just German feels... Expression is, they know, like, they've seen, they seem like the type that spend all of their waking, like, hours watching movies. Yeah, just for the sake of logging stuff in the back of their mind to use later. Yeah, like this feels soup. Yeah, this feels like a perfected version of Run Lola Run. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that. I, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen that altogether, but like I know exactly what you're it's talking about. It's the same about. vibe. It's just that same fucking dude. Even Natural Born Killers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it has that gritty fucking documentary like yeah. element to it. So the title "Good Time" is actually prison slang. It's right. it's like slang for getting out early on good behavior. Nice. And that's technically what Connie is in this movie. Like he just fresh out of prison. Um, I think he's fresh out of prison or jail, right? Yeah. And that's like a part of the premise. Like he goes. This is how he's spending his good time. Yeah. The mm. time that he earned back from good behavior. Nice. Yep. This is what that is. Yeah. 
Yep. But now he's going to jail fucking forever. Yep. <clears throat> the let's talk about the ending real quick. Dude. Okay, oh wait. Fucking Be- before we get to the ending though, that fucking guy that Khalif? he breaks out of the hospital. One oh of my, my favorite one of my yeah. favorite and least favorite characters in the movie. It's so well act it's like perfectly acted on his part. Yeah. He's such a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Everybody knows the type. That person. Everybody yeah. has had that. He's like like they just broke him out. He's beat up. He's just a fucking leech of a person. And then he's like, even when they went to like White Castle, like, just give me a few fucking sliders, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking starving, bro. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, I fucking hate this guy right. so much. Like, and even him like trying to like, well, it's my fucking, it's it's my LSD or whatever that was acid. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude, you wouldn't have that unless I broke you out of fucking prison. Like, you wouldn't have anything. And he's like, yeah. Okay, you got a point there. Like, like fuck you, dude. Like, how do you not think of that? Yeah. But he is like a fucking reflection of Robert Pattinson, dude. Exactly. Yeah. And even like even like the other guy where he's like, I'm gonna go get the gun, come back. He's like, that's what I'm talking about, bro. That guy is so fucking realistic, though. Yes. He's like, come back. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like, someone, oh fuck, that's terrifying. Yeah, oh, like, like that's a street cast thug. That they yeah, like fucking, someone has done that before. That's definitely, a gang member. They just got off the street. And the fact that, like, like, at, like, there's one line where Robert Pattinson is like, you know, I think in my past life I was a dog. They just love me. And then he uses that security guard's big, scary-looking dog, and it, it, and like. When you first see that on your first watch through, you're like, fuck, that's a scary looking dog. But then it like loves Robert Pattinson immediately. Yeah. Because that's just part of him. No. I don't know. Well, I think it's because he was wearing the security guy's clothes. Ooh. Because so he even in, puts his arm next to him. Like, nice. When he walks into the apartment, he said, smell me. You know, it's funny. The Safety Brothers joked about Connie's superpower being he could see. 10 seconds into the future dude <laughs> dude that is so fucking accurate even whenever he like he turns the corner at the hospital and sees the fucking prisoner right there like your instinct is be like oh fuck and then turn the other way he sees him and it immediately has a story yeah like he just goes with it yeah and he t- it, doesn't he reference that like throughout the film where he's like i don't know what i'm doing i just fucking do it and like it's uh something like that yeah, I forget the fucking line. It's, he had a line about it's a lot it. more eloquent than that. Where it's just like he just goes with the flow and gets himself out of these predicaments. Yeah. And like especially with that cop, where it's like he's obviously looking for his brother, and he sees that cop sitting right there. It would be really fucking awkward if he turned the other way after after seeing a cop. Like, oh shit, I gotta mm-hmm. go. Sees the cop and then has a story immediately, dude. That was fucking genius, dude. Yeah. And, and it, it's not like a story that goes anywhere. It's just like a meandering story yeah. that leads into him going, you want anything from a thing? And then it, he's able to then get away from the situation. Right. Like, yeah. but, then, but then also that whole subplot completely flipped on its head when the bandages are taken off and it's the wrong fucking guy. Yeah. It's dude. just like, oh, no. Yeah. Now I'm with a stranger instead of a stranger's house that yeah. we've made out with, by the way. Like, like who's underage who's underage girl i've met like just the level of like doubling down on everything it's so fucking crazy and how he's manipulating that young girl who like it's never outright said but you can tell like she wants his approval in some way yeah yeah, yeah. she's yeah, well, he's an older yeah older and the, boy and then also the moment where he goes be right back like i'm just gonna go take a shit in this guy's house and, and he's then, gone for half an hour. Um, and then the next time she sees him, he's in a security guard outfit. And he's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Dude, yeah. She's just like, like what, what the fuck? I can't even imagine. Human. Yeah. Dude, she was fucking inc- incredible. She was great. She was amazing. Rare child and acting. She was like a fucking Twilight fangirl. 
like huge. So she's like, oh my god. And whenever <laughs> they casted her, she didn't tell anybody. She was like, yep, I'm not gonna fucking mention it. I want this part so fucking badly. That's and whenever Robert Pattinson chooses her, he's like, oh no, that's the one. She's great. She's perfect because they. You know, like you're saying, they're pulling people off the street. They're casting like randos. Yeah. And when Robert Pattinson was like, "Oh yeah, she's great," that's when she told him, "Like, I'm a huge fucking fan." <laughs> that's <laughs> so hilarious. awesome. Yeah. Good for her. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the the guy. Uh, let's get to the ending. But I'm I'm breezing through. But I oh, wanted to man. talk about that guy a little bit, like the the fucked up guy they break out of prison and his whole side story that yeah. that he. They go on a, a side movie to that get back. Yeah. To, like, it was yeah. funny. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a not a Pulp Fiction moment, but like it's a, like a uh, Guy Ritchie moment. Yeah, 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 exactly. It felt very Aladdin fancy. Guy Ritchie. Oh yes, yeah, of Aladdin Expertly fame. Done. Correct. Of Aladdin fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the 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 ending was just so dude visceral. First of all, how did how did the cops get there? I assume that. In some capacity, they managed to figure out who the guy was that they arrested, realized his identity, and went there. Yeah, went okay. to his home. I'm sure after his fucking acid trip, he was like, or, or they probably contacted the people that owned the amusement park, and mm-hmm. they're like, "No, that's the security guy." And then he got to tell him, "Like, yeah, they fucking took my van or whatever." And then of course they go to where the car's registered. I mean, yeah. it, it takes them a long time to do that. It's like. Yeah. Probably ten or eleven hours later. Yeah, it's you know, the next the day when that up. happens. Yeah. yeah, the cops show up finally. Um, Just been getting wasted all fucking night. And, and the crazy thing is, like, it, he still doesn't feel close to accomplishing the goal. Like, he still has to flip a whole bottle of acid. Yeah, yeah, and not get shot by the guy who owns the acid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that's not even gonna fucking give yeah. him the money, dude. I think that's fucking actually fascinating. That like us as the viewer are like. Okay, I guess we got to sell this acid now. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're per- per- you're like yourself. It's like side quest after side quest keeps yeah. coming up, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck, okay, how are we gonna get the money for this acid?" And he's yeah. like trying to figure that out. But then the movie just sort of ends, and you're like, "Oh shit!" It's anticlimactic in the best way that it's like the story doesn't go where you think it's gonna go. There's nothing predictable about anything in yeah. this. There's movie. no retirement plan for people that live that life. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, but dude, him falling out of the 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 window. building the, yeah. the apartment what do you building. think that was about he didn't have to it had no he was real... wasted drunk and had no way out and didn't want to go to jail yeah right and he said that before <laughs> you're like i'm not going back to fucking jail true but and his like even t- to a point where he'll jump out of a moving car mm-hmm. yeah he's... he jumped out of a building no he didn't jump but, but he's, he's, he's like, trying, trying to get escape. away yeah. yeah yeah he's trying to escape and he, he he's like fuck it i'm not going back to jail let me try and escape out this window and i think he just falls he's drunk yeah Yeah, true the gamble is worth more than him than the definite hard going getting arrested you know what i mean i understand that but why did they have to write that part you know what i'm saying it's it's a fucked up movie (laughs) Uh, yes but like that's the choice to add that in as the movie's already got its ending he's arrested and being put in a car and they see him fall out of where it's just like, oh my god, he's just a wrecking ball kill- killing people. Yeah. Even. And just like, that part of it was just like, what is the purpose of it? And and I guess the purpose of it is it has no purpose. Is that like the, the message of it's, it's all chaos type well, of shit? You know, I think like, a person's death is like the peak of what that anxiety can amount to in that moment. Well, it's facing your consequences because True. Robert Pattinson is the one that like sees it happen. And he's sitting in the squad car thinking about all the shit that he's about to go to jail for. That guy would still be alive had he not 
taken him out of the fucking hospital. Yeah, but maybe like it's the consequences I, of his actions are are personified right there. This guy that that's true that that's he true. is partially responsible for maybe. having out in the world. Yeah, just fucking died. Yeah, because he, he got roped in with him, and he didn't really seem to care about that guy. And and I think the <clears> only <throat> time you ever see him care about any of his decisions is the last shot of the movie, dude. I think that is that like, shot, all of the man. regret, yeah, and the slow zoom on his face. I think <sighs> is the only time you see him start to regret or feel any sort of empathy for the people he's harmed, dude. And it's only because his actions have caught up to him. Yeah, yeah, that was that is a powerful fucking shot, dude. That sells the movie right there. It's man. the poster for most of the movies. Yeah, like the art, yeah. The art. Oh yeah, with his hair all dyed and shit. It's like a living mug shot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And like the even having like the steel grate, like you know, like still in focus and out of focus. And come on, man, that's tremendous filmmaking. Fuck, what a better like. There's no better shot in the movie than that. Yeah, truly, fucking amazing. Like I don't idolize the life of actors or anything but movies like this make me be like man i wish they would discover me and put me in a movie <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah. yeah just i i would love to deliver a knot line yeah. yeah in that movie i would love to be bumped into in a mall by whatever they're filming seriously yeah um yeah man like there, there's no better uh visual storytelling than than just that shot that that encompasses the whole fucking they, film. they hold and zoom on it for so fucking long yeah and the fucking song too on top of that that's jesus fucking christ song with iggy pop dude fuck yeah fucking sad awesome. as shit awesome and then you get the 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 benny sadvi scene where like he um goes to it like they they have him out of prison finally because even the his therapist is like kind of did the right thing and like apparently he took all of the blame obviously yeah and you're like thank fucking god right like, but like the fact that it's just a line i was like that's great because yeah. that's all that benny's ever ever gonna know he doesn't know i don't think he'll ever truly understand what connie did after um i don't know you know what i mean after that so it's like like all, if he has the capacity all to he understand. knows is that like oh he did the right thing now i'm out of jail you know yeah. i'm away from scary people you know yeah. yeah shout out to all those angels that do Dude. that type of work for real social work and psychiatrist like it's therapists amazing. and psychiatrists for real and all those people especially yeah that's it for me yeah that that's fucking incredible it's a fucking phenomenal movie if you like feeling like shit yeah <laughs> i watched swan song and good time back to back and by the shit. time i was done i was just like Ugh! i wonder why you couldn't sleep yeah good point actually is it cinema with Marty Scorsese? This is probably the easiest round we've ever done. Uh, we got to determine whether or not good time is cinema. Alex? Yeah. <laughs> ah! Chris? Do you want to go first? Guy wearing the Alara Pictures hat? <laughs> absolutely. Good time it's, is cinema. cinema. Uh, it is absolutely ah! cinema. It's a ah! fucking stressful fucking ride, but boy, is it a well-made, stressful fucking... Boy, is it a good time. Oh, yeah, I see what you did, because that's the movie. Our website explodes. <laughs> but does it belong in the perfect, only, true cinema format of 4.3? Great question. Does it belong in 4.3, Chris? Absolutely. And let me just go ahead and kick ah! this plant for the visual language. Oh, yeah. All the way through. <laughs> We're good. I, I almost kicked over the the IMAX that films the show. Chris or Alex? Who's I'm not that? Chris. You're Alex. Who's that? I'm not Chris. You're Alex. I'm sorry. 
I'm a film school person, and Chris is not. Correct. Yes, 4-3. Ah! Josh? Guy in the Alara hat? Yes! Let's go. Let's fucking go, dude. That's a 4-3 movie, baby. 4-3 for me. Creative vision all over the fucking place. I like how this... I like how the clap like trails off into such a sad like single person. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fucking great fucking. Movie, of course, man. it's four three. I so own it on Blu-ray. Duh. Okay, quit bragging. Is it a steelbook? No, they don't have one. Okay, weird. That's I actually, have a steelbook. Oh, do you? do you? Yeah. Did you craft it yourself? Like I did. Blacksmith. I'm, yep. You I forged it. it. Forged it like the uh, Dragon Slayer. One of one. <laughs> yeah. What is the DMT? On AlexWilson.com. <laughs> a dumb movie title. The DMT for good time. <clears throat> I have a series of poor decisions. And also, Saddy Bros. Instead of Saddy Bros. Instead of Safty Bros, it's Saddy Bros. Because they that. directed it. And it's also about two brothers, and it's very sad. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go with Actually a Bad Time. Um, I've got Run Connie Run and nice. Of Mice and Meth Heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. That's pretty good. All right, fam. All right. Let's, you guys want to guess budget for this movie? Oh, shit. Let's try it. What was the budget for the movie Good Time by the Safety Bros? Uh, Seven dollars. S- yeah. Let's <laughs> we'll say 11, uh, $15 million. That's fair. Two million said 15 15 I'm gonna go right in the middle I'm gonna go 10 million dollars to make this movie not the middle all right Alexa what was the budget for the movie good time good time cost an estimated four million five hundred thousand US dollars to make you guess you guess two <laughs> yeah I did nice good G- job Alex GG leaving me the victor hmm Interesting. Yes. Available on Netflix, by the way. Now you get to it. do the Robert Pattinson actor game. Kick it off, baby. Good time. Uh, the Batman. Twilight. High Life. Mm, big fan over here. Um, fuck, I can't think of a single fucking thing. Robert Pattinson. Did we say Harry Potter? Not yet. Okay. Harry Potter. The Lighthouse. God damn it. I'm out. Um, Water for Elephants. Ah, fuck. Damn. I'm out. That was almost the title. You were out? Yeah. Uh, the, the Rover. What's that? I haven't even heard of that. It's a movie with him and Guy Pierce. All right. Take your word for it that it's an actual movie, okay. I guess. If you say so, making up random fake movies just to win games. Yeah, just like Gunsmoke. Or what did you say? Gun- That's a Gun- real movie. Gunsmith. Gunsmith, excuse me. That's a real movie. Yeah, like Pass the Map. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. Those are real movies. Pass the Map. That's what he said. Alexa, what's the movie Pass the Mash? Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, 
The film depicts a unit of medical personnel stationed it's at a mobile army surgical it's hospital. It's describing MASH. MASH. It's fucking bullshit. Pass the MASH. You guys don't know indie movies like I do? Because I sort of keep an eye out for like new up-and-coming filmmakers. What is Pass the MASH about? It's about this family at Thanksgiving that are they're like they're all like they're eating. Let me guess. It's about mashed potatoes. Yeah. What's that one line? From past the mash. Past the mash. Thank you for listening to There Are Too Many Movies. Check out Good Time on Netflix right now. We obviously love it. Shout out to all the... Uh, or own it on Blu-ray if you're a big five head. Right, or own the one of one seal book. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show. Uh, thank you for contributing five bucks a month to our Patreon. And thank you, Zoa. Zoa. We, we love you all so much, Blood Relatives. Thanks for hanging out and being the best community ever. You guys want to say anything? I I'll mean, see you later, fellas. Oh, you fucking dick. Oh, fuck Doom Guy. B. Oh. <laughs> He's later. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> later, Toads. <laughs>